Here we go. Let's go to the message. Getting back on your feet. Now, Roger, I'm going to ask you to push me. You've been slowing me down the last several weeks. We're out to eat, me and Roger, wherever we are. He says the other day, this man blames me for everything. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go, buddy. It's because of all your pretty pictures, buddy. Following with focus. Now, where did we come up with the series from? From the Bible. But the Bible's not just a storybook. You need to see yourself in the Scriptures. You need to eat up the Scriptures. You need to hide it in your heart that you won't sin against God. So when I see the disciples, I can see myself. That ain't being crazy. No, you weren't there. I get that, okay? Don't tell me you were, all right? That's crazy. But we read the Bible to learn. These things are written for our admonition, for our growing, for our learning. So we're going to look at the disciples who were flat on their back. Jesus had been crucified. They denied him. Not just Peter, all of them forsook him and fled. He met with them one time. Thomas won't there. And here's what he said to them in, in plain English. He said, I am not angry with you. He said, peace be unto you. I want peace with you. I'm not angry with you. I love you. I am with you. Amen? And then Thomas showed up. I don't believe it. I don't believe he showed up to you guys. Unless I see the nail prints, I won't believe. And then Thomas showed up and, and he reaffirmed to the disciples again his love and his commitment to them. The resurrected Christ. And he said, though, this incredible thing. Scripture, he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. See, that's where we are, guys. That's how we're in the story. We are in that story. And then the third time he met was last week. They ain't on their feet yet. No, he met with Jesus twice. You'd think that would be enough, right? No, it's not enough. If you're waiting to come to church some Sunday and get some little quick fix, it ain't going to be enough. You need a relationship with the Lord. You need to daily walk with Him. Because you're going to still screw up. I'm going to tell you that right now. And the bottom line is, are you going to get up off your back and get to walking and living for the Lord? And what do you do when you take a step back? How do you get back to where you need to be? So he met with them a third time on the shores of Galilee. On the, on the Sea of Galilee. If you were with me last week, they went fishing. They went back to their old way of life because they were fishermen. And I love it because it named the disciples and it says this, and two other of his disciples. They weren't named. And I always think about those two as being you and me. Because we're always going to often have to struggle with slipping back into our old life. Y'all hear me or not? So, let's pick up the story today. See what we can find. Focus. 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 Why do people not get stuff done? You know why? Because they can't focus. You hear me? And I'm sort of that way in life at times. That's why I have a big screen today. Can you imagine me up here just preaching without this screen? What would I do? I'd be all over the place. Amen. This helps me focus, doesn't it? Yes or no? What does focus mean? If you're going to get off your back and on your feet, it's going to take some focus. What does it mean? It's a point of concentration. He read my notes, but that's concentration, not contention. Amen. A point of concentration. Say concentration. I don't see these till Sunday morning, okay? But we'll fix it. 
A point of concentration. It's a state of what? Sharpness. Well, you say, boy, that guy's really sharp. Well, probably because he's got some focus. We need to focus if we're going to get back on our feet again. Clarity. A person that can focus can see things. There's clarity. And that's what happens when we get away from the Lord. That's what they were. Now, he had appeared. That's why I think sometimes people want a quick fix. They want to send a check to the preacher on TV. Wouldn't that be nice if clarity came that easy? Say, I sent the preacher the, the miracle money, and I don't know why my life still sucks. Excuse me. Excuse me. It's because you're not focusing. Faith without works is dead. You can have all the faith, but you really don't. If you're not working, don't tell me how much faith you got. It's going to take some work. Y'all listening or not? Come on. So focus. Focus. Focus on following. We're talking about the disciples, I think. Where are they? Hello. There you go. It also means to see what? And that's what they were lacking. The disciples were lacking focus. They saw Jesus. Oh, 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 Jesus, he's risen. Great. Well, he's risen today just as he was risen back then. Why your life a mess? Because you ain't focusing. Amen or oh me? See clearly that Jesus is seated at the right hand of God the Father. See clearly. Call it what it is. Call it grace. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ and you believe in Jesus Christ, you're saved. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why are you still living like a crazy person? Amen. Say, I don't matter. I don't have any value. That's because you're not focusing. There is no way you can see Jesus hanging on the cross, blood flowing from his hands and his head and from his side. The son of the living God loving you, caring for you. And you say, Gary, I don't matter. Now, you might not matter to your husband. You might not matter to your wife or the ex or whatever. I get that. I get that. At work, they might have treated you bad. I get that. But listen, don't let your world hang on what other people do. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Hang your world on the one who holds the world. Hang your world on him. I love you. I love you. Focus. Get that through your head. Amen. Come on. That's what we're talking about. So the disciples were struggling. They were moving. They were moving, but under their own strength. People that are on their back, it doesn't mean they're not on their feet again. It doesn't mean that they're not moving. They're flopping like a flounder. Remember last week? Flounders move on the bottom. They're laying on the sand. Eyes on one side of the head, dark on one side, white on the other side. Under their own strength, their own direction. That's what they're doing. And Jesus helped them with their fear and their failure. He helped them. Remember last week we talked about it. Come and dine. Now all of the disciples had forsaken Jesus and fled. And they're the very ones he needed to take the gospel into all the world. Look at Jesus' point of view here. Uh Uh-oh. We in trouble. It's a good thing he knows. Amen? It's a good thing he knows the potential that we have with his power in us. Because if he's just looking at us, it looks like it's, it's shot. Amen? Say. 
So this is the one that he, he needs these guys to take the gospel to all the world, to every creature. And I'm telling you, the day the Holy Spirit's going to fall down in Acts 1-8, it's coming up pretty quick. I mean, this thing needs to get on focus pretty quick because this, this, this plan of the gospel is going to be shot if we don't do something. So how can I get back on my feet when I can't even see straight? How can I get back on my feet when I can't even see straight? It's called focus, guys. I must have what? How can I get back on my feet when I can't even see straight? How can they get back on their feet when they can't even see straight? If I want to be sharp, then I, I need to be able to concentrate on what's important. I need to be able to see clearly the way to go. And guys, I'm not just talking about, you know, Bible stuff here. I'm talking about life. 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 How many would say, there has been a time in my life, Pastor, you might be there right now, where I just couldn't see straight. I was messed up. Can I see your hand? I just couldn't see straight. And sometimes you do it to yourself. Sometimes other people hurt you and it causes it to happen. But the bottom line, if you're going to get up off your back and get moving again, you've got to see straight. And sometimes life's so good, you don't even have to focus sometimes. It's just smooth sailing. But when you're in a bad way, you better be able to see straight. You hear me? Focus, focus. Well, here's the deal. It's fourth down. Say that with me. Fourth down. And I love ball. I love being able to help at the high school. I was had a game in Tampa on Thursday night. I couldn't go because my back went out on me. And I just could, I couldn't sit too good. And I knew it would be a rough evening, so I didn't get to go to the game. The spring game, the one spring game we had, Coach, I couldn't even go. You couldn't go either, could you, Coach? Smiley. You and I are pitiful. You know that. Anyway, well, that's what it is, right? It's fourth down. It's fourth down. Isn't it amazing on fourth downs with like, you know, let's say two minutes left in the ball game. Two minutes left in the ballgame. Have you ever said about your team that you love, why couldn't you play like this the whole game? Because on, when it gets down like two minutes left or, or 30 seconds left and you get the ball back on the football field or it can be on the basketball court, it's amazing how that quarterback can focus. I mean, he's got, his passes are razor sharp. How does that happen? How does it happen? Somebody tell me. It happens because he what? He's focused. Yes or no? You manage the clock down at the end of the game. Why couldn't you do that earlier in the first half when you didn't score? You had a chance. You just screwed around. You didn't do the right thing. And you let the clock run out because he didn't have what? But towards the end of the game, you start to have what? You understand? Well, here's the deal. It's fourth down right now. What do I mean? It's the last time Jesus is going to meet with his disciples. I don't know if he's wore out with them yet, but I am. It's go time. Say that with me. It's what? He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It is go time. And there's still a wreck. <sighs> Focus. 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 I can hear him doing that. <laughs> Are you hearing me? <clears throat> Wow. <coughs> yeah, I'm going to hurt myself up here. These are the kind of messages I love preaching because they got ball in them. Amen.
So here we go. Focus following with focus. We ain't got to the Bible. Here we go. Fourth down. Last time we're done, Jesus says. Acts 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. The beginning of the book of Acts. Just starting out. Until the day in which he, Jesus, was taken up. After that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles and disciples whom he had chosen. They're not listening. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4. Say that verse with me if you don't mind. Let's just slow it down a little bit. Here we go. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Keep reading. For John truly baptized with water, say it with me, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Okay? So, here he meets with them. Okay? They're meeting in a room together. They're back in the, they're back in the Jerusalem vicinity. Okay? They're not in Jerusalem. They're on the Mount of Olives. Say Mount of Olives. Now, Mount of Olives isn't a long way off. If you're in Jerusalem, you can look over here and there's a little hill, a little mount, and that's where he was. It sets above Jerusalem, and that's where they were. Now, Jesus is going to help them and help us both with focus. Now, first thing he says, say that with me, don't focus on times and seasons. Don't focus on times and seasons. You'll see what I mean. When they therefore were come together, he said, y'all stay in Jerusalem. You wait for the promise. Don't you go back to Galilee where I just found your tails. You stay right here. Okay? Focus! Stay right here. Why? Because there's a promise. The Holy Spirit is going to come. He's going to fill you. You're going to do things you didn't believe you could do. And the church is going to be birthed. It's going to happen. So he told them that. Look at verse 6. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him. Don't you hate it when you're trying to help somebody focus and they ask you all kinds of dumb questions? Yes or no? Say. Yes or no? Don't you hate that? So that's what they did. Lord, will you at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Hard-headed fishermen. And folks that he chosen, not just fishermen, there's others. He said unto them, say it with me, It is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own what? We do very well to focus and quit putting timetables on God and quit saying, when's this going to end? When's it? Why don't you just live the day you got? Why don't you just put your focus on him right now today? Don't worry about what tomorrow brings. If he gives you a tomorrow, you're going to live that one focusing. How about that? Amen. Say. How about the thing that you're going through? It don't end right now. So what? Keep living through it and moving through it. And keep your focus on him. And one day you're going to look back and go, wow, where did that go? And you're going to make it to the other side of whatever that is you're going through. You listening or not? 
But you're not going to make it through the stuff if you keep regurgitating everything, if you keep living in the negative, if you keep, you know, looking back, or if you keep questioning this, that, or the other about God. Did I lose you today? So, instead of doing what he said, focus on following me. They're asking questions. Are you going to restore the kingdom? Are you going to beat up the Romans? Are we going to get to sit with you in the kingdom? Dumb, dumb, dumb. You fill in the blank. And we do it all the time. Instead of just doing what God says and humbling ourselves and and just serving Him, regardless of what the mess is, we ask this question, that question. And then then we start even, what about people that have never heard in Africa? We get so crazy. You know, and we, then we start to question God's goodness and grace to other people. If you don't watch this trail of not focusing, Satan will take you somewhere you wish you hadn't have been. And you'll stop believing. You'll stop serving. Why are people not believing today? i got to believe, or not serving today. i got to believe it had to do with focus. Probably a bad situation and some focus. Amen? Say, God is always with me. He can get me out of any jam. And if I don't get out of the jam, it ain't because of him. It's because of Gary. Amen? Because he didn't do it quick enough. Don't worry about the time and the seasons. You stay steady. Focus on following. Look at the very next verse. The very next verse, one of the greatest verses in all your Bible. You ought to underline it, memorize it, put it on your refrigerator. But you ain't going to get to this verse if you don't focus. Look what he said to them. When your kingdom coming, when you're going to beat up the Romans. Man, I just got to think he wanted to pop them right upside the head. Don't you? But you shall receive power. One of the greatest verses in all the Bible. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses of me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, all Judea. And in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Woo! That is some crazy scripture. These jokers right here are going to take the gospel around the world. And you and I, 2,000 plus years later, are going to be sitting in the church hearing because they got their act together. And they focused. Amen? This is powerful. You shall receive the power to do what God has called you to do. You shall be witnesses unto me. That's what he was saying. That he's helping them with the focus. You will represent me. Some of the best representation I've ever made of Jesus Christ has not been on a Sunday morning at fellowship. It's been out there in my community, in my world, meeting people who know some of my pain and struggle and how God's been with me. How he's been faithful to me. How he's helped me. I met two retired engineers yesterday. I don't know if you're here, ma'am, or not. The cranberry lady. She helped. uh, She patented craisins. You like them little cranberry raisin looking things? She gave me two bags of them yesterday. And uh, it's just amazing. And I'm sharing my testimony with them. I went there to look at an old boat trailer they had. But stuff's just stuff. It's about the folk. Amen? 
And so I'm out there talking to them. And I start to witness to them a little bit. And I can just tell them things about my life. Not that much. And their mouth will drop. <gasps> People want to know that the Lord's with you. They'll listen if you share your life and your testimony how God... Don't you take the credit. You give Him the credit. Amen? But as those doors open, use your life. God can help you. Amen? Focus, man. Focus, focus, focus on following. So, he said, you guys are going to represent me. He's kept telling us to represent Him. How can we represent Jesus if we're on our back? Yes or no? Say. I hope you're not losing the point here. If you're not on your feet, how can you represent? Yes or no? You're going to represent me in Jerusalem, Grand Central Station. You're going to represent me in Judea, the surrounding area. You're going to re represent me in Samaria, places where the heathen live. You're going to represent me in all the earth. You better get your focus on, Jesus is saying, these, these fellows. Oh, by the way, it's fourth now. If you're waiting on me to come back to help you do this, ain't happening. I got my job. I'm going to the right hand of God the Father where I'm going to ever live and make intercession for you. And the Holy Spirit's going to come, fill you. But you better focus. Focus on following me. Focus on following me. Fourth down. Fourth down. Jesus broke from this huddle. <laughs> fourth down. Go time. He breaks from the huddle. Look at verse 9. And when Jesus had spoken these things to his disciples, while they beheld, watch it, he was taken up. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is a problem. We better get some focus on quick. He was taken up at a, in a cloud and received out of their sight. Where'd he go? And while they were looking steadfastly in the air. Oh, there, I think I just seen him. You know how clouds can look like things? Don't you imagine them looking up in the clouds saying, I believe that one looks like him. And some angels come and said, Why they looked steadfastly toward heaven? Behold, two men stood by them in white apparel on the Mount of Olives. I've been to the Mount of Olives so many times it ain't even funny. Many times. You stand on the Mount of Olives. Why do you want to go to Mount of Olives? Because that's where Jesus left and that's where Jesus will return. When you're on the Mount of Olives looking at the gold dome, the Alaska Mosque, the black dome, the dome of the rock, all that. When you look over there, you see that city of Jerusalem and the walls. Between the Mount of Olives and there is all these graves. Tombs for thousands of years. You know, especially over the last couple of thousand years. Buried all along the side. How many have been there? You've seen what I'm talking about. few of you. It's a true thing. Why did they bury so many people there? Because that's where Jesus is going to return. They want to be the first to go. Because the Bible says the dead in Christ will rise what? First. But they don't realize he can do that all over. They don't need, they don't need to be worried about where they're at. Amen. Say. Come on. But that's where you're looking. You're looking. That's where they were. They were on top of the Mount of Olives. And the, the, these angels said, You men of Galilee. Even the angels are frustrated with them. You men of Galilee. That's not a term of endearment when you call somebody that, by the way. Why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you in heaven so shall he come again in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. You better get your focus on. Y'all hearing it today or not? Quit standing here looking around. I'm going to say that to you. Quit standing here looking around. 
Get your focus. Get up off your back. Amen. This is how I think you ought to read the Bible. You might not agree with me. I think most of you probably do because you keep coming back. The Bible's alive. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. If you start to see yourself in the Scriptures and ask God to help you, it's amazing what will change in your life. And start memorizing Scripture. Hide it in your heart. Make an effort. That's called focus. They return. I want you to see what they did. We've got to run now. What did they do? Then return. Say they return. Then return they unto Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. Short little, short little journey, not far. Which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey, not very far at all. And when they were come in, they went up into the upper room where abode Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, uh, Simon Zealots, and Judas, the brother of James, not the betrayer. So they returned. So they did what Jesus said. They stayed in Jerusalem. Yes or no? Are they getting some focus? Yes or no? Are they getting a little focus? They better because it's fourth down. He's gone. So they returned just like he said. Where did they go back to Galilee? No, they went where? Jerusalem. Well, look at that. It's amazing how you can make it if you want to. You can get off your back and get moving again if you want to. If you focus, instead of telling us your sad story for the 50th time. Hello? I know that's ugly. I ain't trying to be ugly. I want to get you a little kick in the tail. Get up! Get up! Let's go! Amen, say. Then all... The, say they continued. They what? These all continued with one accord in prayer. Well, look at that. They're scared. They've been commissioned by God. Now look at this. They're getting together. They're coming together. They continued in one accord. One accord. Not just infighting and mess. In prayer and supplication. With, with the women. Well, look at that. I guess women do matter. Yes or no? Say. And Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers, sisters. They're all there. They're in unity. Keep looking. In one accord, in prayer and supplication, they continue. That's what we need to do. This is an unusual passage. You don't hear it preached that much at all. They rectified. That's my word. So if you're going to get off your back and on your feet again, return. Return where to Him. Do what He says do. Continue. How should I do it, Pastor? In one accord, in unity, in prayer, in supplication. That's how you're going to get up off your back and on your feet again and get moving. Number three, rectify some situations in your life. If you've got mess and the Holy Spirit of God puts His finger on something in your life, deal with it. 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 Don't sweep it under the rug. Get it out there in the open and deal with it. Amen. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of the names of together were about 120 gathered together in the upper room. Men and brethren, the Scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas. See, everybody's there except who? Judas Iscariot. He had been with them for three years. He was the treasurer. He, 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 they loved him. 
He loved them, I believe. They, 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 they were together all the time. They're rectifying a situation. Which was God or the one who sold out Jesus? For he was numbered with us. Peter stands up and says, Judas ain't here. Y'all notice, right? He was part of us. He ain't with us no more. And he had, he had obtained part of this ministry. He was part of our team. What is it that's holding you back? What's keeping you from getting up on your feet? This was a bad thing that broke their heart. You're not the first person that's had your heart broke. You're not going to be the last. Are you going to hear his calling and get up and represent Jesus Christ? And they had some mess to deal with. They had to rectify a situation. He says, now this man, Judas, purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all of his bowels gushed out. He wasn't sparing much language detail here, was he? Y'all know what happened to Judas. Hung himself, fell headlong. All his guts busted out all over the rocks. Let's get it out there in the open and let's talk about it. Y'all hear me or not? This ain't pleasant. Maybe it's the thing in your life that's not pleasant that's holding you back. Well, Peter said, I've got to talk about it. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much as that field is called in the proper tongue, Akodama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it's written in the book of Psalms, let this habitation be desolate, let no man dwell therein in this location. And his bishopric, or his position in the ministry, let another man take it. How can they go forward and do what God's called them to do unless they deal with the mess that they got to deal with first? Have I lost y'all on this story or not? If you're not careful reading the Scriptures, you'll lose all this. You go, what's all this about? It's important to rectify situations. How are you going to do it if you don't focus, though? Yes or no? Wherefore, of these men which, which have accompanied with us, wherefore, of these men which accompanied with us, Peter taking the leadership, all the time that the Lord was with us, in and about, you know, with us and around us, beginning from his baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, one of these men is going to have to fill his spot. Who's going to be qualified? Well, here's the deal. It's going to be somebody that was with us because we had a good group with us from the beginning. Baptism to right now. It's going to have to be somebody that's faithful. We got a job. But can you feel Peter's focus coming on? Keep looking. Push me. And they appointed two. Thought they just needed one. Well, there was two that were awesome. Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also surnamed Justice. I'm glad I just got Gary. You know what I'm saying? All these names. Who are you? And Matthias. So they appointed two. How many did they need? But isn't it a nice problem to have when you need a position field? you got two good ones. And so they did eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And they prayed, they prayed. Lord, you know the hearts of all the men. Show us which of these two have you chosen. I mean, they're both good men. They prayed about it. That he might take part of the ministry and the apostleship from Judas by transgression who fell. That he can go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots. 
They just cast lots. And the lot fell on who? Say Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Now you might say, what's so big a deal about that? What's a big deal? Coach, when we coach ball, if there's a man out on the... On, if, if somebody goes down, we've got to put somebody else in, don't you? you got to. So that's what they did. They rectified the situation. So say these words and we're done. I think we're close. Right, Rog? Don't laugh. Here we go. Return. Continue. Rectify. Say that again. Here we go. Return. Continue. Rectify. How are you going to return if you ain't got focus? All right. Now they're what? Now they're what? They're ready. That's the goal. They're ready. So we've seen Jesus now appear to them four times. What made the difference? Focus. They listened to what he said and returned and did what he said. They continued in one accord in prayer and supplication. And then they rectified a bad situation that broke their heart, that they hated, but they had to deal with it. And it's going to take you and me at times in our life dealing with junk and mess in our life that we don't want to deal with. If you're going to keep moving for the glory of God. And the thing that's cool is when you're dealing with this mess, you don't see that there's life beyond the mess. There is life beyond the mess. And the God that was with you before and through the mess is the God who will be with you after the mess. But the beautiful thing is, he's going to be with you after the mess. And you're going to be able to tell everybody, he got you through the mess. And that changes you as a follower of Christ because he actually went with you through stuff because you got your focus. And now you've got a testimony like you never had before. Does that make sense? Come on. Getting back on your feet. Boom, we're done. I can't believe it. It's a miracle. Hey, praise the Lord. Y'all have time for donuts today.